Ah, yeah. It's the DTC Podcast, people. The Real McCoy. Original recipe. First in your ear hole podcast on dynasty trading and player values. Hosted by Jean-Pierre L.E., Izzy Alcafas, and Akash Patel. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Dynasty Trade Calculator Podcast. I'm your host, Izzy Alcafas, episode... 248. A little different this time. It'll be kind of a quick-hitting podcast. Uh, Hurley is on his, I think, his second bye week. Akash is on his third bye week. They're probably going to get relegated at this point, and we're going to have to call up a, a different team to do the podcast because I think usually one bye. What do you guys do on, on your podcast? I'm going to first introduce who my surprise co-host is my man rich dotson one of my favorite people guy i consider a friend and an ally so rich dotson from the nerds what's up dude hey uh, glad to be here glad to be called off the practice squad yeah right yeah i was gonna say so what do you guys have as your maximum bye week uh we don't have a maximum bye it's just weird because we've never since we've been going this long like it's always like at least two of us can record uh, or just push. I mean, if we have to like push it back a day, we'll push it back a day or move up a day to accommodate. So at least two of us can get on the show. Um, so yeah, we don't have a, a max bye week. I think if it got a little silly, we might just cut, you know, or we might just pull the whole James Robinson and trade him. you know, like, Hey, dynasty happy hour. Here you go. JP Hurley. <laughs> give me back a sandwich. <laughs> we got I got to come up with something. Cause yeah, three bye weeks in a season's tough. Yeah, still collect, still collecting that full paycheck without coming to work. Unbelievable! It is pretty wild. We have a good, uh, we have a good benefits package, you know. <laughs> so, are we going to jump right into? We got thirty minutes of your time because we're going to go back to back shows here. We're going to start back with the biggest back, news. Back. You got? Ba- are you talking three? But ba- are you got three backs? We do the Nerd Herd show, man. So we do the free show, the Nerd Herd show, and then now I'm doing the uh, Izzy Alcafast show. So this is great. So am I am I crammed in between? Or are you doing the other two after this? Right so after am I, this. Am I get, so I'm getting a full, I'm getting a well rested Rich Dotson, and they're going to get well rested. They're going to get the fatigue. Okay, yeah. perfect. So we got 30 minutes. We'll kind of zip through as much as we can. You and I tend to talk a little bit more than we necessarily need to, but for the sake of this show, we're going to keep it quick hitting. We're going to talk about Brees Hall. We're going to talk about uh, James Robinson, maybe Ellinger, maybe Mac Jones, Zappy drama. Uh, then we'll get right to it. So Brees Hall goes down. Obviously, he was pushing for RB1-ish. I mean, you could have made an argument that he was RB1. I think we talked about on our show last week that we, as a group on the show, had kind of consensus that he would be the 101 for us as an RB, not the 101, but the RB1. Where was he before the injury, and where is he now? To you amongst running backs last Wednesday I moved him up to my dynasty running back one overall um, okay because you know youth always screams to me that's what I want I want the first contract I want youth I want you know I want guys that I watched on tape that I thought were excellent and had a chance to be a running back one in dynasty fantasy football or just fantasy football in general and then see that translate to the NFL early that to me just screams uh value because all my running backs I want my dynasty team are on their first contract. That's all I want. You know, hashtag three to four year window, two to three year window on these running backs. They come, they go. When they're ready to sign a new contract, they still hold peak value for dynasty trades. So I love just to replenish my team with that value at running back at the most fluid position on all of our roster. So I had moved him up to running back one overall because watching his tape, 
I mean, I thought he was absolutely fantastic. I said on our podcast, like, this is one of the best running backs I've scouted in years, you know, uh, going back to even probably like Zeke Elliott, like watching him run in college was like him playing Tecmo Bowl and he played Tecmo Bowl since it came out and he knew where every single defender was going to be. Yeah, it was just unbelievable. So after these last couple of weeks, even before this week got hurt, I just moved to my running back one because a 21-year-old running back that is getting that amount of usage and being that explosive and a home run threat, it was easily the choice over, not easy, I don't want to say that, but over Jonathan Taylor just because give me the couple of years, you know, it, that's, Two years could be what thirty five percent of his entire fantasy football life. So that's yeah. that's a lot, you know. Yep. Now where do you have him? Uh, I'll probably bump him down just a little bit because it's an ACL. It's early. He'll probably be back next year. We've seen a lot of people come back from the regular ACL tear, right? Not with all the extra uh, ligament damage. Uh, pretty healthy. I'll probably bump him back down behind uh, Jonathan Taylor. He'll be behind Bijan Robinson when Bijan Robinson comes out next year. And right now, I mean, I'd still probably take him ahead of DeAndre Swift uh, in Dynasty if there's a startup today. I'll give you a few names. I'll give you a few names to make this easier. You tell me who you'd rather have. Jonathan Taylor, Brees Hall. Jonathan Taylor. Saquon Barkley, Brees Hall. <sighs> Brees Hall. Uh, so McCaffrey's going to be Brees Hall then too, right? Yeah, and, and Saquon's really close. It's just again, I'm taking that use. I mean, they both they both have ACL tears, right? So in their past. Okay, how about this? I'll ask you contender rebuilder for each of these. Oh, night and day different story then. Yeah, I'm gonna give you content. You answer them both from a different lens. So Jonathan Taylor, you're taking for both. Correct. Saquon Barkley. Uh, rebuild Brees Hall, Brees Hall easily. Uh, contender Saquon easily. Okay. If you are a contender and you have Brees Hall, you are willing to make that trade just to try to go for it. Okay. Yeah, man. I mean, people, people don't, I mean, I don't know how you guys see it on your show, but not enough people like put that value above all. And that's the championship, the title, right? Like that comes first above all. And you have to be willing to lose trades when you're a contender. One, because people know that you're a contender and they're going to kind of milk you for everything you got. But two, like those windows only come around so often, right? And it it could take, all it takes is a Javante Williams injury and Brees Hall injury. And now your running back room is completely depleted. And what you thought was a a, a, like a no-brainer contender, now you can't win the title. And you never know when that shot's going to come back around again because the waiver wire is so thin in Dynasty. Like you just can't go out and pick somebody up. You got to make trades. And a lot of times, if you're a contender, you've traded away assets already to get to that point. So for me, whatever it takes, you know, for the most part, I mean, I'm not getting bent over with no lube, but you know, mm-hmm. whatever it takes to get that championship. So yeah, Saquon easily. Yeah. See, I'm, yeah, I don't, I, you know me, I don't mortgage for a championship. I kind of just make it work. And if it happens, it happens. I don't, I don't like to mortgage my long-term future for a championship. And this scenario might be a little different. Saquon's still 25. I don't like it. I'm I'm more likely to to try to trade for like a one year running back that can still be top five. Like it, maybe I'd go for a Derrick Henry, which yeah. won't cost me as much as a Saquon would, and I still have Brees Hall next year. It would cost me something to get Derrick Henry, but it's not quite. It's literally half the price to get a Derrick Henry. I'll give you a better guy. I'm gonna talk about on my show. One of my favorite buys. I just literally made a move for him. I gave him a third and fourth. Is Raheem Moster? You know, uh, somebody who I predicted. He's gonna get hurt though. He's most likely he's gonna get hurt. <laughs> but I mean, so is Brees Hall. You know what I mean? Like we don't. You, you just don't know. Yeah. Is he probably gonna get yeah. hurt? Yes. But if you're paying a third and a fourth as a starting point, 
by the time he gets hurt before the trade line, you can always like reset. Currently, we're over the last since week four since he got his um, chance to be the starter. He's running back 15 overall, so he's giving you high end running back two numbers. Um, yep. I, I like what you said, Derrick Henry. If I could get Derrick Henry for cheaper, the, the question was Saquon Barkley, so I'd take Saquon yeah, um, right. there. But I mean, you're always trying to find different avenues not to overspend and find that value. And sometimes the value is at running back because people are like, hey, you know, Raheem Mostert's 30. There's no long-term value there. It's like, this is the window and this is the window now. Derrick Henry, if you're a realist, you realize this is the end of the road for him. Cues the boys to men. Uh, mm. So for me, same thing. Like, I, I I would like to try in different avenues. But like you said, that's easy to speak in a vacuum. In your league, that, that, uh, that shop, that store of out, open players on the market is so much smaller than uh, what people will talk about on Twitter or on shows. Because it's easy to say, like, oh, I'll go Derrick Henry. Well, what if the guy with Derrick Henry is a contender, too? You know, what if the guy with this guy is a contender, too? Like, we're all trying to go for this, and nobody's trying to give away the wheels to the car when they're all trying to finish the race. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, there's a few guys. You can go after, like, a Leonard Fournette for cheap. He's kind of lost a lot of value. Miles Sanders still pretty depreciated, putting up pretty solid numbers. Uh, there's a few of those guys that are that'll cost a third, a, a half a price to a third of the price of Saquon. But let's continue, Christian McCaffrey. Um, that that'd be really hard for me to give up Brees Hall for Christian McCaffrey if I'm a contender. And and, and the big problem there too is like we don't know a hundred percent what's going to happen in San Francisco, right? We don't know how his usage is gonna be now they gave up a lot for him so you have to imagine he is the guy they're yeah. all in on him and yeah. you love san francisco's history of the usage of the pass catcher running back but not the history of them getting hurt the running backs get hurt like they traded for a guy that's missed like 60 70 percent of the the games of the, over the last few years over the last couple of years and they the team that acquired him is the team that literally carousels running backs through the ir I don't, so, I, I, don't don't think, I don't know if it's in the water in San Fran. <laughs> I don't get it. We had the same thing with Washington. Dude, when they probably were the in Redskins the streets where you're just walking in poo all Dude, day long. I don't get it. I don't yeah. get it. I, that's tough. I mean, I don't I don't look at stuff like that. I don't look at past history like that to like kind of determine what I'm going to do. Like, oh, San Francisco, jinx, you're it. You know, like if I I would try to get something back for McCaffrey on top of Brees Hall. I would okay. try to. But I guess if, it, if that was my best option and that was it, like – and I and I thought for sure it's okay to say Brees Hall, Rich. It's okay to say Brees Hall. Okay to say Brees Hall. Okay. So what are you doing? I'm probably contender. I'm probably taking Christian McCaffrey. Okay, so you are taking Christian McCaffrey. So all of that talk, and you're still taking Christian McCaffrey. I if that was my only option, yeah, I think I would. If I desperately needed it, Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I would take Kenneth Walker. Okay. I, I I love Ken and that, but I'm I'm probably one of the biggest Kenneth Walker homers out there. Like I was one of the few. I had him as my one two easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know when I was scouting the two, I said Kenneth Walker is closer to Brees Hall than you know Garrett Wilson is to Brees Hall for me. And Garrett Wilson is pretty much a consensus one two for a lot of people. So I'm a huge massive Kenneth Walker fan. I absolutely love this tape. So I would easily, not easily, I would happily take Kenneth Walker there and go for the ship. Okay. What about Swift? Yeah, I would do it again. I mean, I, I I still at the same time kind of feel like DeAndre Swift was the most overvalued dynasty assets out there right now. Uh, just for like his cost and the return production you get just don't match out in my eyes. Uh, again, somebody who's just, he's not on the field all the time, man. Like if you're not on the field, you know, the best ability is availability and he's just not available. So if, if I knew for sure Swift's coming back like this week, which it seems like he is, I would be okay with sw- swapping those two. Again, go for the title because I'm still getting that youth and I'm going to high end uh, 
running back that could catch passes. So yeah, I, I would do that, but I would, I'd be a little bit less sad about the other guys than I would with Swift. Okay. Out of curiosity, in a rebuilder, are you taking Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall? Oh, I'm taking Brees Hall in a rebuild. I, we don't have to get into it, but like, I wonder where that would be at the end of the year, right? Like, if Kenneth Walker keeps on his trajectory as it is right now, I wonder what that answer will be at the end of the year. Like, easily now, everybody's like, oh, give me Brees Hall. But I wonder eight months or three months from now, that answer will still be as uh, in stone. Well, I put up a poll. Right now, Kenneth Walker is higher than the Brees Hall. Not, not too surprised by that. Okay. As he get closer and closer to the end of the season, yeah, that could shift. But I think if Kenneth Walker keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to be ahead of Brees Hall. It makes sense. Uh, and that's just because you've seen the production, you've experienced the production. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but that's just the way it is. I do find it interesting, though. So I put up a poll, and this is kind of... Well, let me quick. Let, before I tell you about the poll results, I do want to ask you... Um, are you doing Austin Eckler? I know you're a Cleveland Browns fan, a Nick Chubb or a Joe Mixon no. or Brees Hall. Okay, so those are no. no's. Are you entertaining a Travis Etienne now that James Robinson is out of the picture? Yes, I am. I am entertaining it. So how much are you entertaining it? I would want, I would want like, I would want something back. I don't know what that is back, but I'd want something back. But you Give know, me now, an example. Are we talking like a second? Would ETN in a second be enough? I think a second because then I would assume that second to be a little bit higher because this guy is offloading ETN. He's taking on uh, a non-playable asset in Priest Hall. I'm assuming he's not a contender, so we're probably looking at in a deep class right around anywhere from 2-1 to 2-4. This, this is called mid, Rich. Yeah, Would you do a mid-second? I don't ETN. know, man. That's that's a risky maneuver, but I would definitely entertain it because I think Brees Hall, if he gets a little bit more active in the passing game, and now we're going to see about 15 touches per game, and it is offloaded James Robinson, the f- former first round pick, uh, by the GM that's still there. I think that I think he offers running back one upside. He was he was my running back one predictions before the season started. I thought okay. Travis Etienne had a high chance yep. to be a running back one, so I would definitely that's entertain fair. it. It's see, it's hard, man, because like I love Brees Hall so much, and he's shown us so much, and we we're already a third of the way through the season. So for me to just to wait two more thirds of the season, I think in that situation is he, I honestly, for most of these situations, I'm, I'm going to go back to what we were talking about before. I'm just finding a cheaper option, right? Like I'm going to yeah. go after Raheem Mostert's. I'm going to go after, um, maybe I go after cream hunt on a, on a wish that he gets traded soon. Cause a lot of talk here in Cleveland, he's on the trading block. He might get traded. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to find different guys. Like even maybe like, Latavius Mervin and Melvin Gordon. Can I get both of those guys on my roster? I, I just want to see, because if I'm a true contender, I have to assume with losing Brees Hall, I have another good running back. Because one, I got Brees Hall. So unless I traded for that pick, I have a really high pick. I, my team was really bad as it yeah. was. Um, or if I moved in that pick, then I have other assets around him to kind of help carry that load. So I would probably just find a different avenue. Because now we're getting that kind of realm of players. Like, I don't know if I could do that. Like, and hurt my team long-term like that. Okay. Getting to the pull. This is interesting. And this is more of a philosophical question here. And we're going to talk about this and we'll try to keep it brief, but I don't know if we will. So I put up a poll asking what is the highest 2023 pick somebody would be willing to give up to acquire Brees Hall? The options were 101, 102, 103, and the fourth option was 104 or worse. The 101 was 12%, the 102 was 12%, the 103 was 19%. 57% 57% of the vote was 104 or worse. Conversely, 
I put up a poll asking, had Brees Hall not gotten hurt, what's the highest 2023 pick you would be willing to give up for Brees? 101, 102, 103, or 104 worse? The 101 was 38%, with the highest. 102 was 29%, second highest. 103 was 19%, third highest. And then 104 or worse was 14%. I think those people are full of shit, to be honest with you, but I digress. The reason why I bring this up is, technically, what's really the difference between whether Brees Hall got hurt or not in terms of 2023 picks? Because Brees Hall is going to be likely available to play for you the same time these draft picks are going to play for you. I'm not saying that the results are unexpected, but I'm thinking about this philosophically. Should we be changing? If we had Brees Hall at 101 before the injury, shouldn't he still be the 101 after the injury, assuming that he comes back in September? 100%. So is there is there an opportunity to take advantage here with these these types of results? Yeah, I mean, listen, every injury opens a window for you to stick your hand in and grab the pie, right? Like mm. that's every injury does. And Love that. It, and if you're not a dynasty, if you're a dynasty owner and anytime somebody gets hurt and there's a player you like and you don't throw an offer out there, you know, continually, then you're not doing your due diligence as owner because I'm with you, man. Like I, nothing changes from draft picks. I would give as high as one, two. Albeit it's not a super flex league. I give as high as one two because I'm still taking B. John Robinson one one. Like that's my one one. And you would have given you would have even with Brees Hall healthy, you still would have preferred Bijan. Yeah. I'm taking the okay. youth. And I mean, watching Bijan for the last two years, he, just like like Brees, like Brees, you know, he's a bulletproof prospect. I'm getting he's he's probably almost guaranteed to go in the first round. So he's gonna get that five year uh insulation of the first round uh pick to be on that team. Uh, going on to his second contract. He'll be a little bit younger than Brees Hall. Uh, I love his pass catch ability. And honestly, his tape is just a little bit better than Brees Hall. So I, I'm telling you right now, Bijan Robinson with my dynasty running back 1-1 the moment I do my rankings and he's in oh, my overall rankings. Just like a Zeke Elliott was when Zeke Elliott came out. When Zeke Elliott came out, you know, I was on my podcast. I said, Zeke Elliott's the dynasty running back one right now. And people are like, oh, that's stupid. You can't do this. What about this guy and that guy? I'm like, no. Zeke Elliott is the dynasty running back one. And you know, I end up being right in that situation, so it worked out. But like, I feel the same way about Bijan. He'll be my dynasty running back one, and there's a much stronger class for the one now than when Zeke came out. So, yep. I think I give as high as one too. So, I think anything that tells me that pull is is like, there's a window here in some people's eyes. You know, like yeah, whatever yeah, it may be. Sure. And, and, if, and if I can use, and I'm I I do this all the time. I speak on my podcast all the time. Anytime I can use draft capital, which is just draft capital, right? Like just unforeseen assets or production. If I can use a one, two or one, three to get a guy like Brees Hall, who's a proven asset, who just got a boo-boo at the current moment. Like I'm doing that immediately. To be fair, if I had, if I had one, two and the season ended and I can give one, two and two, two to get Brees Hall, I'd have no problem doing it. Yeah. You wouldn't have to, but yeah. You wouldn't have to, but I would, I'd have no problem doing it or throwing something on top. Yeah, I, I just found the poll results interesting because you can't use either player. So I don't know why it really matters outside of the fact, unless I find it hard to believe that that many people are voting based on the fact that they don't know if he'd come back from the injury the way that he, it, you know, J.K. Dobbins and what's happened with him could be something that's resonating with a lot of people. I'm not 100% sure why the results are the way they are. But I, I, find, I find the results a little alarming. But 
Irregardless, I think there is an opportunity there with the fact that 57% of the votes said 104 or worse, there might be an opportunity to send a mid-first round pick to acquire Brees Hall. I offered uh, to a guy who is a contender who had Brees Hall, and he lost him. So he's no longer a contender without Brees Hall. I offered him Damian Pierce in my 23 first uh, for Brees Hall. He instant shot no. Really? He's a contender, yeah. And I thought I thought that, I honestly, that was like, of all the deals I sent, like I was like, ooh, this might get it done, right? Like Damian yeah. Pierce looking really good. He He's not using that, youth, he's not losing the youth whatsoever. And I'm going to get my 23 first on top for a league that, uh, now, it wasn't my first. It was a contender's first because I'm not a contender in that league. Yeah, still, I think that's. I think that I'm surprised that wouldn't get it done. I think a lot of people would jump on that. Yeah. Um, but irregardless, let's shift quick. Big trade. James Robinson replaces Brees Hall. So a perfect segue here. I am stunned that the Jets did this. I guess I don't see what the purpose is to do this. I mean, you're basically, you're bringing James Robinson in. The assumption is Brees Hall returns at the beginning of next year, and now you have Brees Hall, James Robinson, Michael Carter. I guess I I don't really understand the reasoning behind it. It's not like you're going to really push for any sort of contention. You're better off holding that draft capital and blowing it on a defensive player late in the draft. I don't know. But irregardless, you now have... James Robinson there. How does this backfield split out for you? Uh, I still believe it's the Michael Carter show. This trade does nothing to me for whatsoever. I told everybody before the season started, if you have James Robinson shares, like right when he came back and he looked good, I was like, use this opportunity to sell James Robinson. Like, I don't know what's going on here. This is kind of like a crazy act of uh, something above, but it doesn't make sense to me because listen, it's so hard to come back from an Achilles injury. I mean, the best scenario we've ever seen for somebody coming back from an Achilles injury is Deontay Foreman. And that's literally all we really have to go off of. So James Robinson, I mean, cause even when he was doing well early, like that was all off of like one big run and then everything else was just not explosive and just not productive enough. So I, he, he's been, he's been efficient though, for the most part. I think he can help an NFL team. I think he's no good whatsoever to your fantasy roster. I really don't. Um, and the problem is, I th- here's the thing. I think Michael Carter is a very good quality running back. I mean, look at Mark- Michael Carter's ADP before they drafted AD- Brees Hall. I mean, he's excellent at breaking tackles. Uh, he can run in between. He can run outside. He, he's he's a very good. He's a very he's a he's an above average running back on a team that now brings in James Robinson, who's a bruiser. We saw him uh, come in this week. Still got his touches. I know he only came in and um, he ran, I think it's like 13 times or so. Didn't have many yards, but it was against the Broncos too. The Broncos have a really good defense. And the rest of their schedule too for the Jets, like it's not that, like I think from a running back standpoint, like it's nothing crazy for them to face. So I'm, I if this gives any kind of bonus to James Robinson, like he's a sell. Like anytime James Robinson does anything, he's a sell. But I think if you ask me, I think Michael Carter will score almost triple the fantasy points that James Robinson scored for the rest of the season. Okay. So why wouldn't you, instead of going after a Kareem Hunt or instead of going after a Mozart, why don't you just go after Michael Carter? Oh, I would. I mean, there's, okay. I mean, I, I mean, we could probably stay here for a half hour and tell you the running backs I'll go after, you know, okay. instead of uh, those other guys, those are guys just popped in my head right away. I'd for okay. sure go after Michael Carter. If I could, uh, I think he's somebody to help you at the end of the year. Now, do I think James Robinson's going to get some touches there? Yeah. But again, this is a guy who's pretty much what, was James Robinson undrafted? An undrafted free agent? Yeah. Yeah. So he's uh, on, yeah. Yeah. 
They gave up a seventh round pick for him or six round pick. They swapped picks for seven. So they gave up nothing for him, essentially. The guys owe nothing salary wise. They owe nothing to James Robinson whatsoever. They just got another running back in. They felt this was the best running back they can get for the cheapest bargain they get, right? They're dynasty owners. Like, hey, GMs, what running back can I get for the absolute bottom of the barrel seventh round pick? Or, you know, like, hey, hey, Cleveland, what's Cream Hunt cost? We want a fourth. Oh, okay. You want a fourth for him? Hey, what does James Robinson cost? Uh, just give us a six and we'll give you our seventh. Okay, sold. Send him on over. He doesn't have to pack his suitcase. We'll buy him new clothes. This is New York. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, the news to me doesn't move the needle whatsoever. All it does for me is possibly open another, uh, window to sell James Robinson. I mean, Jacksonville themselves like slowly started phasing him out there towards the end. Now, just because they didn't give him any carries pretty much last week, because because they wanted to trade him and they knew they were going to trade him. And that's why they didn't give him the carries. But even before that, they started to phase Robinson out over ETN. So for me, he's just one of those guys like he's Deontay Foreman, right? Does Deontay Foreman excite you? He's a change of pace running back. He's Latavius Murray. You know, like do these guys really excite you? Uh, are you going to put them in your lineup to be a contender whatsoever? No, he's, he's a body. I mean, if Michael Carter goes down, it's a little bit more exciting, I guess. But the Jets also just lost their lost their left tackle, too. So that doesn't help the cause as well. Nothing nothing about James Robinson excites me. Nothing excites me about any of these guys. That, you know, It's the same way I was saying about Cam Akers before the season. I was like, dude, if you, right now you can still get a lot for Cam Akers. People are excited about him. If I am own Cam Akers on my roster, I'm selling him immediately because I'm just going off the history, right? Like, it's like picking playing poker. You play poker by the hand you get, by the odds that you have to win. When a guy tears his Achilles, it's like you have seven deuce in your hand and you're hoping that flop comes seven, seven deuce, right? And the odds that happen are super slim. Mm -hmm. So I have no faith in James Robinson. Was he a a great dynasty find before the Achilles tear? tear? Yeah, but like going forward, I think he's like a Latavius Murray, Dante Foreman. So I'm not excited about him whatsoever. I think Michael Carter is good enough to phase him out just like ETN was. And I think ET, I think Michael Carter would get about seventy percent of the carries and touches. That's what that's that's what I think will happen. Gotcha. No, love it. Uh, real quick before we wrap up, I want to talk about two quarterbacks that we did not expect to be quarterbacks at this point: Sam Ellinger, Bailey Zappi. Out of curiosity, do you think that either one of these quarterbacks has a legitimate shot? at being a starting quarterback next year? Or do you think, do you put it at barely, barely a percentage point? Under 5%? For both. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, Ellinger's a little bit more, I don't know. I, I mean, at least Ellinger's got that rushing upside, right? Like, I think he had like over 70 yards. Yeah, and he didn't, he he looked pretty good in the preseason too. I am, he did. I am definitely intrigued with Ellinger. I have him on a few, I have him in a few leagues. Just because what he did in the preseason was pretty impressive. I think I think Mac Jones is still the quarterback in New England. I'd be shocked if they went away from Mac Jones in favor of Bailey Zappi. Um, Long term, uh, maybe let Mac Jones get fully healthy and then start him and let Bailey Zappi just kind of fizzle out. I don't necessarily see Bailey Zappi as being a starting quarterback in the league long term. However, I mean, that touchdown he threw was severely under – it was pathetic foot pass. I mean, it was severely underthrown. The Devontae Parker pass was really nice. Devontae Parker turned into basically Randy Moss Jumped on that pass. It, yeah. yeah. But with Ellinger, I think there's enough intrigue there. Like you said, with the rushing upside and he protected the ball well in the preseason, he actually looked really, really good in the preseason that 
we could be looking at a David Mills scenario where they give him another chance next year, whether he does something with that or not, I don't know. But it's definitely in the range of outcomes. Ellinger is definitely my favorite of the two to give, like like you said, that Davis Mills. And it, that would all depend on where they end up in the draft, really. I mean, that's what it, that would really boil it down to. Like, yeah. if they don't end up high in the draft, they might be like, oh, well, yeah, we're giving Ellinger another try. Uh, and maybe he does show us enough, because you're right. He looked in the preseason. He's got Jonathan Taylor. He's got Naheem Hines. He's easily got the best receiving core there with Michael Pittman Jr., Paris Campbell, and Alec Pierce. So he's got the way better weapons. Uh, I think if Bailey, I think if Bailey Zappi ends up being the quarterback over Mac Jones, then the, the quarterback for 2023 on the Patriots isn't even on the roster then at that point because they're just like, this is it. Like they it, and the counterpoint is he's got no weapons to throw to. Like Devontae Parker is his number one guy. Like great. Like oh the old guy from Louisville with the 81 inch wingspan. Congratulations. Like no, you know Tywakon Thornton, uh, Jacoby Myers. Like I mean. It's yeah. a big difference. And you're right. Ellinger showed enough in the preseason to get you somewhat excited. But from like, if you're in a super flex league, are you really going out there and making moves? I mean, for Ellinger right now, yeah. is he, what's the most you'd give up for him in a super flex league? God, here's the thing. I've, I've been thinking about this. I, I'm in a league with you. I, and I, I'm in two leagues with you. One of the leagues I have Ellinger and the other one he's on waivers. I don't have enough to win him in free agency. I use some of my blind bidding dollars. Uh, I put up a message to see if anybody wanted Miko Hardman. My intention to sell Miko Hardman uh, is to receive a pick. Doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be high, but cash, bidding dollars in return, so I can acquire Sam Ellinger. So if I can do like a third round pick and like sixty dollars in blind bidding dollars to get me to over a hundred, so I can acquire. Sam Ellinger, I feel comfortable with a Ellinger and a third for Michael Hardman type deal. I'd ideally like to do that. So I don't know what it would be like from a pick perspective, maybe maybe a fourth. Well, obviously, yes, a fourth I would do 100%. A third I would strongly consider. Actually, no, I'd probably do it for a third as well. I'd probably dangle out a third. For Ellinger just to roll the dice so I can flip him maybe for a second later if he does put together some solid games. Yeah, I'd have no problem doing a third for an upside quarterback. I mean, just to see. And like I said, I mean, because here's the thing. I mean, if you listen, if you lose out on the third, you don't really. I mean, yeah, you lose out maybe like a Daniel Ballinger, uh, a Greg Dulcich, something on those lines. But like if he just does a little bit better, you can easily just instantly turn yeah. it into positive and turn that third into a second, like right away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, he, that's worth a third all day. I'd give up any third for any young quarterback that shows upside. I mean, imagine if you did the same thing in Davis Mills over a year ago. Like, yeah. you already got more than you could have asked for back in return. Because Yeah, even, I, I sold him for a first. I sold him for the 110. Even, yeah, and that's that's what a pay dirt that is. So, like, yeah. even the 24th scoring quarterback in fantasy is still a top 75 overall player you know what i mean so like yeah. even a low-end quarterback is still a top-end player so i think a third's a good offer um i think it might be hard in some leagues to do because some people are like well why would i take a third let me see how this plays out you know what i mean it's just yeah and that's just that's the smart money to, to see how it plays out i will say the colts like this says a lot about how they feel about sam ellinger and maybe matt ryan maybe it's a sam ellinger thing maybe it's matt ryan maybe it's a little bit of both it's not like we see this all the time when a team is like they have one win and they keep riding out their old, you know, frumpy quarterback 
And it's like, why don't you see what you have? We always, we're sitting there as like, come on, see what you have, see what you have before the season runs out. And then you don't know what you have. What the Colts are doing is they're half a game back of the Tennessee Titans and they're making the quarterback change, right? So it's a different scenario here. Like Matt Ryan is healthy. I mean, I guess technically he's hurt, but he said that he was going to make this switch no matter what. So I think that says a lot about Ellinger. I really do. I feel like they, they've won. I, I think my gut tells me is that they viewed Ellinger as a better quarterback from the get-go in preseason, but because they made the trade to acquire Matt Ryan, they had to give Matt Ryan the keys and they had to wait for an opportunity for him to lose his job in order to let Sam Ellinger be the quarterback. So the leash was very short. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks play much worse than Matt Ryan to keep their job. So I, I have a feeling that this was something that they wanted to do. They just need an excuse to do it. Well, the reports are it came from the top from Jimmy Irsay. Um, that's those are what the reports that's what are they're saying. Yeah, I mean, and kudos to them. I mean, I respect any organization that will you know look past the money, right? This is a guy that's owed seven million dollars next year or thirteen somewhere yeah. on those that's guaranteed next year, um, and they're not going to play him. So, yeah, I mean, kudos to them to actually like put the better player in or like, hey, we have zero chance to go to the playoffs and win with Matt Ryan, like. And nobody knows better than them, right? Like, nobody knows better than them. I mean, they probably got, like, Michael Pittman going to the coach, like, dude, I can't. Like, what are we doing here, you know? Yeah. Um, so, Ellinger, for me, is it, – it's a great upside player, right? Like, these are these are all guys we kind of want to get our hands on, right? Guys are just, like – it's like you get that mystery box or a mystery candy with a question mark on top. You have no idea what flavor it's going to be, and you just hope <laughs> it's one you like, right? Yeah. So – yeah, I mean it's exciting because it could it could turn it into something. Anybody tells you it can't doesn't know what they're talking about. Like, is there is something going to happen here? Just because Sam Ellinger was you know coming out of Texas, just not the starting quarterback, he hasn't shown us enough up to this point to be the guy and take the team to the promised land. These kind of players show up all the time. You know, Tom Brady did. Now, granted, Tom, I'm not using Tom Brady as an example; he's an outlier. But I mean, look at guys even like Dak Prescott, Tony Romo, like guys that have come up. And become somebody, Jimmy Garoppolo's that have, yep. have become some from these small schools. Now Texas isn't small, but just out of nowhere that you you're like, oh, I didn't know this guy'd be a stud quarterback, right? Like out of anywhere. And sometimes it's just a system and the players around them that make them that much better. And the Colts have a good coach and a good core of players around him to like make him competent. And if yep. they and all and all they have to do, listen, all they have to do to have Sam Ellinger to be the next Davis Mills and have some long term or overvalue is just win. That's all they got to do. And they have a good defense and they have a good roster around him to do that. So it's possible. It's very, it's very possible. Um, all they got to do is win. All he has to do is push up outside the realm of drafted a quarterback. And then he'll be the starter in 2023 because they have Nick Foles in that roster too. They didn't look to Nick Foles. They went right to Sam Ellinger. Like you said, like this is like, this guy gives us the best opportunity to win because you mentioned they're a game out. So they're not, they're not doing this just to say, Oh, throwing their hands up in the air. Like this is the season. They're still trying to win. Like they're trying to find a way to win. And they feel like Sam Ellinger gives them the best shot and hopefully it proves them right. And anybody who has them on a roster or anybody can make a move for him by giving up a third, I would highly encourage that. Well, here's the thing. I, I just thought about this now. I'm going to send offers for the league that we're in goes up to sixth round picks. I won't send any sixth round picks because nobody uses them. I did send out an offer right now 
a fifth round pick for 40 blind bidding dollars and see what happens. If I can get 40 blind bidding dollars, I can probably win Sam Ellinger. And then that would just cost me a fifth round pick. I bid uh, in our league that we're in the nerds calculator league. I bid all $99 on Sam Ellinger. Yeah. So, and that's, that's what I'm assuming. You're going to have to get $101. So I would say that it would be, would it be reasonable to give up a fourth round pick to acquire enough blind bidding dollars to guarantee Sam Ellinger. Is that the play? Yeah, because then you're just get you're giving up a fourth round pick for Sam Ellinger. And we Correct. just said we give up a third so easily. Right. Like I'd, 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 I'd pull the I'd pull the uh the little cheap used car salesman like hey I'll give you a fourth and a fifth like that fifth means anything <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah, I'll yeah. give you a fourth and a fifth. Yeah. So definitely um definitely something to think about. But yeah, we'll leave it at that. I know you got another show. Thanks for coming on. We did a nice little quick hitter. I think we covered enough. So, oh, it's perfect timing. My got my co-host literally just showed up at the door as we're speaking. Oh, lovely, I hear the door opening. The too. lovely Matt O'Hara has just oh. arrived. So, yeah, what a handsome man! You tell him I said hello. And <laughs> I will. I thank I will. you so much for coming on in short notice. Ah, uh, not my pleasure, man. Always, like I said, a pleasure to talk to you. And I'll hit you up uh, off the uh, show, and we'll have to do this again sooner than later, for sure. Since nobody knows you listening to the show, it's at Dynasty Rich right on Twitter. That's me at Dynasty Rich on Twitter and uh, DynastyNerds.com. Check us out. Go check us out. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks so much, Rich. All right, homie. Thanks. Appreciate it.